0: Right here we are once again at Pastor B's kitchen table. Go ahead and tell your family, your friends, they're at that table again. And in case some of you forgotten, it's called the kitchen table because when I was growing up, anything that was serious or of substance, we brought it to the kitchen table. We didn't take it, we didn't take it to the patio, we didn't take it to the living room, we brought it to the kitchen table. And so for the past month, we've been dealing with something real of substance and serious, and that's talking about toxic relationships. And we've been dealing with this from so many different perspectives, so many different angles. We've dealt with youth, we've dealt with women, we've dealt with the generality of it. I'm so glad to have a guest today with us, uh, Minister Ryland Scott here. Minister Ryland Scott, uh, who's part of the executive staff at Fallbrook Church. Will you say hello to the Kitchen Table audience?
1: What's going on, Kitchen Table audience? I'm excited to be here, Ryland Scott. And Pastor B, thank you so much for having me on as a guest.
0: Amen. Bless you, my brother. I wanted to... In this last session, I wanted to kind of deep dive into this from a male's perspective about dealing with men. So many times when you think about toxic relationships, even relationships, we immediately assume that it's it's some woman who's frantic or someone who's been abused and misused and all those things certainly do take place. But very seldom do we really differ from perspective of from the man who may be the one who was a recipient of a toxic relationship or may have been the perpetrator of a toxic relationship. So I just want to just just kind of chat, chop it up with you for a moment and just talk about from a male. Perspective. Have you ever had a man to verbalize to you that I'm in a toxic relationship? <laughs>
1: man, you know, what, has to be. That's an amazing question. I'm excited. We're talking about this tonight. Yeah. And to be quite honest with you, that seems to be the norm these days. Um, I'm a millennial. And so in my generation, it seems as if a lot of guys that are dating right now or in committed or even semi-committed relationships, they find themselves saying that it
0: feels like this thing is toxic. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Now, when they say toxic, when the brothers talk about toxic, define that for me.
1: Yeah. Now, to be honest with you, yeah, toxic can actually be a relative term. Toxic can be something as simple as Um, she doesn't make your lunch for you when you go to work. Or toxic can be something as severe as verbally abusive, even physical altercations. Or just doing things on purpose that you're dealing with. So I think there's a sliding scale when we start talking about the word toxic, because people relatively think of what toxic means as it relates to the environment that they're in, you know?
0: Yeah. 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 The environment there. Yeah. Um, have you ever had a brother? Cause I know you deal with a lot of men. Have you ever had a brother to tell you I'm the cause of the toxicity in the relationship? You know what?
1: I actually have. And I think as men, we need to take a moment and look at ourselves because as men, we are biblically the head of any relationship. Um, there's a gentleman that is no longer with us that when he passed away, he made headlines. And it's a gentleman by the name of Kevin Samuels. And he Mm -hmm. talked a lot about relationships. And one thing he would say that actually is true is that men are the gatekeeper to relationships. We propose, we give you a last name. We ask you to go on a date. We are the ones that have the ability to take a relationship from level to level to level. And so as us, with us being men, being in charge of the relationship, I think we need to take a moment and consider if we are bringing our childhood, our past relationships, our heartbreaks, our insecurities, and imposing those things on the people that we're with and creating a toxic environment. Because the truth is, is if we find ourselves imposing our childhood on our significant other, she'll never do right. She can
0: never yeah. be good enough yeah. yeah 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 and even that daddy pain you know you know the the the, ab, the absent father or the father who was there but aloof while he was there and if all that is warehoused within you then imagine how it's going to manifest itself in those relationships that's right yeah yeah so but but you know but so many times though my brother is um these are things that the brothers don't really talk about. You know, they, they often talk about she crazy or <laughs> she's the one tripping. Or, or yeah. you know, or, or either she she's demanding too much. She's too needy. Mm-hmm. But seldom, but seldom, because many times I know when dealing with men, I have to tell them, no, thou art the man. It's, it's you, it's you. You are the That's one. Right. And, and and so many times, brothers, so so why are brothers so hesitant to admit? that they have these things incubating on the inside of them, from your opinion? You know, Pastor,
1: I believe that we live in an environment that teaches masculinity, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, To be a man in America is to be detached from your feelings. Men don't cry. Uh, Men don't show emotions. We're hard, we're strong, we're stoic. And I think that we detach ourselves from our emotions, and if we allow ourselves to interact with our emotions, we have an honest moment and we admit that there's a fault or a flaw, I think that somehow most men believe that that shows a sign of weakness, when in fact, I believe it shows a strength to understand where your insecurities lie. Because the best thing you could ever do, I believe, for a person that you're in a relationship with is help them know where your weaknesses are and where your strengths are. And if you trust them, They'll help you through
0: those moments. Oh, no, ooh, now wait a minute, that Reverend. So now <laughs> you're talking about you're talking about being vulnerable, being in a relationship, yeah. being vulnerable, being transparent, being honest, pulling the walls down. But the challenge many times for brothers is that they've never done that with anybody.
1: That's right. And they've never had that modeled in front of them. Ah. And so I believe that oftentimes a toxic relationship from the man's perspective is a culmination and a manifestation of an inability to be vulnerable, an inability to be open and to be honest. So therefore, the guy that really is afraid, Mike Tyson is a prize championship fighter, right? I mean, he would break guys' jaws in the ring. But but Mike Tyson said one time in an interview that the only reason why he's so aggressive because he's so insecure and so afraid
0: Mm. and
1: I think as men oftentimes we lash out and we create toxic environments because we don't want anyone to see the fear that really resides within us
0: yeah 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 so it's almost that adage that I'm gonna get you before you get me because I already have the fear that that somehow you're going to get me because everyone in my past already got me anyway so now you're gonna get me. So I'm gonna get you before you get me. Wow. Which is really just a defense right. mechanism. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Brother, the, the men that are watching now, they're saying this brother is 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 just, he's just spilling all the tea. You just, you just you giving all the secrets. you know, you, you open yeah. that closet. Yeah. yeah. Right. What I think about this, uh, Pastor B. Scott, you there? Can you hear me? Yeah, you go ahead. I yeah, yeah, you I'm here, yeah. Froze here. up for a second.
1: Uh, go okay, go I, I was saying when I when I think about this, really, this is why we have to, as men, connect ourselves with Christ. Yeah. Because I believe that as men, the only way that we can understand manhood is to connect ourselves with the Creator of man, with yeah. who we share our emotion with. The one thing that man has in common with God is our emotion. God gets angry, God is jealous, God is just, God gets excited, God is happy, God gets sad. We see these emotions not only in God, but we saw these emotions expressed through Jesus during this ministry here on earth. And so what happens is, is when we detach ourselves from our emotions, we separate ourselves from our ability to allow God to lead us and guide us.
0: Emotions
1: are not a bad thing. Right. when you understand how to engage them and interact with them.
0: Isn't it amazing how we will, we will interject our emotions into sports, interject them into our career paths, interject them in so many things. But when it comes to that relationship, we, we soon clam up and become so docile uh, because that is an area which requires vulnerability. But, but as you said, Christ makes us whole and Christ really makes us, gives us what really the, the, the epitome of what a man really is. Let's talk Bible, okay? Is, is, is there an example that comes to mind of a brother in the Bible who, who could be the poster child for toxicity in a relationship? Well, there, there's honestly, there, there's a few in there,
1: unfortunately. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but then at the same time, fortunately, because it gives us an opportunity really to, to grow and learn from. You know, there's Ahab who married Jezebel, But I think the one that really comes to mind when I think men that create toxic environments is Samson and Delilah. Samson, I believe, was a guy that created a toxic environment because, number one, he did what he was not supposed to do. Let's start there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: A lot of us have experienced relationship toxicity because we were in relationships with people that we were not equally yoked with. Yeah, Ooh. we had no business dating. Even some of us have married people that we knew we should not have been with. I'm thankful that I've been married for, for now 18 years, going on 19 years. And so God has been, been very faithful and I'm, I'm thankful for my wife, Robin, and I got to make sure and play this video for her so she can see yeah, yeah. that I'm shouting her out. Amen, <laughs> <Hey> <laughs> that's a good but, but the, man. Absolutely, yes, I'm trying to go go into 19. but But the reality is this, is that I think that it starts there. He was told not to marry outside of his tribe. Yeah. And he did that. So that's issue number one. He made a, a relationship decision based on ego.
0: Mm. He
1: thought that he was bigger, better, and stronger than God's directive. Yeah, And I think that's where it starts. We have to have an mm. honest moment, Pastor B, and yeah. realize have we made a decision outside of God's will which is why we are in the relationship situation that we're in now.
0: Yeah. 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 Wow. We've excluded God. Oh my goodness. But, 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 but my brother, somebody's going to say, but she was fine. She was fine. That's yeah. that's why. Yeah, yeah, she was fine. Yeah.
1: And, but, and Proverbs what? tells us about a fine woman. It talks about her lips dripping like honey, but her ways end as wormwood. We gotta know our Bible, man. Right, right, See right, if right, Samson right. knew his word, he never would have dealt with the <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bible.
0: He, he, he treated brother's word, man. Come on. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. What's another read? That's one. What's what's another read? Samson. Yeah, okay. So, so, so we have Samson. I think another one,
1: when we look at it, as I said, was Ahab and, and Jezebel. Yeah. You know, a, another situation where a man makes a decision outside of God's will. Yeah.
0: You know, and he yeah.
1: creates an environment that that's not healthy because he created the environment by taking her as his bride. Sure and did. once he did that, it was, it was toxic. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you another one that I believe was, was toxic. Now here's where it's going to get, Real dicey. It's going to get yeah. dicey. Here it is. Everybody's is watching. Get on the edge of your seat. But I believe that Adam and Eve was to a degree a toxic relationship because Adam did not interject when his wife was having a conversation with the serpent. Because when we look at scripture, the scripture says that she turned to her husband, which meant that he was right there in the vicinity of the conversation. And even though he was in the city of the conversation, he did not exercise his manhood and something to stop what was happening. All right, all right, all right,
0: right, right. So, so, so you say, you know, so, so, so that, that, that's amazing. So what, would you, what you've given is a few just pointed examples of an abdication of leadership. They abdicated That's right. Their leadership, right. That God had given them the ordained role, ordained authority. And because they abdicated their role of leadership, things got all twisted. It really became simple. And they found many times they found themselves in a very inverted relationship. And you can That's imagine right. the, the frustration, the anger that is there. So there's some brothers that say, you know, you got me. I realize now that it's not her. She's not crazy. She's not out of her mind. Uh, I realize that I have brought some things into this relationship because they came. On the piggyback of my own hurt heart and selfishness, my selfishness. But yet someone is saying, now, what do I do? Okay. How do I how do I move from this, this toxic relationship into the arena of healthiness? What's what's your wise counsel?
1: That's that's a beautiful place to be because we're at a place is is what the Bible would call, I guess, a contrite heart. You're at a place where God can actually do something. I think. Um, So, so I'm talking to you right now on an Apple device and I love Apple products. If if anybody is a, is a Android person, God bless you. I'm gonna keep praying for you. Uh, But here's the thing. If my Apple device begins to fail or has some type of defect, I go straight to the Apple store and I go there because that is the manufacturer of the product. They will know that product better than anybody. And so just like we take our Apple product to the Apple store, if we come to a place where we realize that we can no longer do this on our own. We must submit mm-hmm. ourselves to our creator. Yeah. You have to go to God. Nobody yeah. knows you better than God.
0: Yeah. And whoever's
1: watching this, you have to take a moment, submit the relationship, your motive, your past, your present, and your potential future in the relationship to God and allow him to lead you and guide you through a study of his word and a healthy prayer life. And I believe with my whole heart that from there, you will begin to see change in that relationship.
0: Amen. 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 So you're saying go back to God. Like you said, he's a, he's a creator. He's a manufacturer. He knows, he knows the end is not. He made us. He made us in his image. Right. And so you're saying that no matter how long it's been, because, because if there are certain, you know, kind of like in certain stores, you have a certain time limit that if you don't come back in a certain time, you can't not get the, it's not redeemable. Is that true about a man and God? Is there a certain time frame after a certain time passes that God can't reverse that situation? Man, that's
1: a million dollar question. You asked a preacher the great question. Here yeah. it is. You yeah. have a lifetime guaranteed warranty with God. Yeah. There's never a time that you cannot turn to him, whether it is on your deathbed, in your teens, in your twenties, in your forties. It doesn't matter what stage you are in life. You can always turn to God and God will hear you. Psalm tells us very clearly in Psalms 90, 91, it tells us that he hears every prayer. He hears every single prayer. And then the Bible gives us instruction in the New Testament. Paul writes a letter and he says, be anxious for nothing. That Greek word is marinao. Stop thinking so much, but take a moment and pray and turn to God and he will hear you and things will begin to turn around. And as men, this is what we must start to do. Fight our
0: battles, on our knees. Question. Are there some signs that demonstrate that there has been this repentance? There has been a reversal of heart and that brother's ready to go in a new direction in a relationship. Are there any signs? Because there's some sisters watching too. And they, mm. they're going to say, "Yeah, yeah. This brother, told, Come brother on. told me a whole lot of stuff over the years. He said a whole lot of stuff he was <laughs> going to do. I, I heard all that. But now what are some signs, because we know that John the Baptist talked about bring forth fruit and keeping with repentance in Matthew 3.8. So what are some signs that the sisters should, should be looking for? That's beautiful. That's a great question. So I was just leading the
1: Bible study on Monday night uh, through James chapter 3.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And ja- James chapter 3 starts off talking about the tongue and the dangers of the tongue. And in a toxic right. relationship, the tongue is the number one weapon. We know that. Right. But then the second half, when it starts into verse 13, it talks about wisdom and how to tell a person who is exercising earthly wisdom Mm. versus heavenly wisdom. And so, ladies, for those of you that are watching this, here is consistency. Throughout scripture, throughout scripture, there is Mm. this constant, constant um, narrative uh, in scripture about fruit whether yeah. it's the fruit of the spirit, whether it's Jesus talking to the fig tree, whether it is a tree being known by the fruit it bears, because we have to understand that a man that has turned his life around is going to begin to show fruit. It's consistency. And we're, and we're not talking about a couple of days, ladies. Yeah. We're not talking about a couple of weeks. We're talking about solid consistency. Now, here's the thing for the ladies. Here it is. Now, we, we got to talk to the ladies for a couple of minutes. Yeah. When that man begins to show that consistency, when you see that, it's not your job to test his resolve. Hmm. Hmm. It's not your job to test his resolve. Yeah. You can't say, mm-hmm, we're going to see how long this lasts.
0: Yeah, well, yeah this, fact, this
1: fact. You have yeah. to exercise godly wisdom too, ladies. Right, right. <laughs> and there's a level of consistency that God wants from you as well. And so when the two of you begin to move in consistency together, in the right direction, yeah, yeah. you'll begin to see the fruit of your relationship look yeah. very different.
0: Amen, amen. Oh, wow. Awesome, awesome, preacher. Awesome, awesome, Scott. Thank you, my brother. Kitchen table, you've heard it from a different perspective. He shared it. Nothing here has been has been sugarcoated. There's been no platitudinal no statements. We try to bring it to you as raw and as real as possible because you know, especially my brothers that are watching, you know this is the way that it rolls. But I thank you today that this man of God wanted to step into this at this at this table and share some truth. God's truth. God is able to heal and restore, revive anything or anyone. But it starts with repentance. And many times we are the perpetrators where the Bible says, first, what? Take the log out your own eye, because many times it's us. and We got to own that. But God is able. That's brother. God bless you. May you continue to minister. May you continue to bless men and women and families. May God continue to bless your marriage. May you not just have 19 years. We're praying for that 20th year and so forth and so on. So kitchen table, tell your family, tell your friends, watch this, talk about it, replay it again. And most of all, don't just get it into your head. Get it into your heart. God wants to change you and use you for his honor and for his glory. I'll see you next week right here at the kitchen table. Be blessed.